Welcome to the Path to Podcast Success. My name is Evan Johnson, and I want to share with you how to develop and maintain a successful podcast. My guests and I will discuss all things podcasting and how your podcast can become an essential part of your business. That means more revenue, better relationships with your audience, and so much more. If you haven't already, check out our website at ipodcastedit.com and enter your email address to get each episode delivered directly to your inbox, along with some other free information I'm sure you'll find useful. Get ready to turn on your mic and join me on the path to podcast success. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Path to Podcast Success. In this episode, Lisa Jones of Exploring Death Podcast shares her insights into all of the benefits of podcasting, including building relationships, building a movement, changing a narrative, and so much more. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks, Evan. I'm thrilled to be here. So I like to start off in the same place with everyone, and that is... What was your biggest fear of podcasting when you were first starting out? And did that fear end up actually coming true? Wow, what a great question. I think my biggest fear was just figuring out how to logistically get it all together and have a really high quality product because I'm all about really wanting <laughs> like top-notch quality and um and then did that come true, you know, that it didn't work out that way. And actually, it, it worked out perfectly because I ended up connecting with a team that has done it for me from the very beginning. And they do all the editing. They do all the, uh, you know, graphics and, and all of those good things. So it just, it's been tremendous. It's been amazing. And it just gets better and better. So it's, it's, I, I love it. It's probably one of the most favorite things I've ever done. Yeah. Hey, well, there you go. I mean, that's amazing. That's what podcasting should be. Something that's enjoyable, something that's fun. So you were saying that was a good segue from the beginning. You said that you've had uh, a team helping you. Um, that has that, I guess that's really helped with the whole process. Um, increase your enjoyment. What, so what are all the tasks more specifically that they help you with and what is it that you still do when it comes to podcasting? Right. Well, the main thing I do is the interviews. So I originally was setting up all the interviews uh, with people and um, over the last year and a half, we've been more automating more and more things. Um, so from their end, I mean, they, they literally set up everything from the Lisbon account and you know, getting it on iTunes and getting it on to Spotify and all the other venues that it's on. And it's just been such a joy because I've been, I've been doing my work for 10 years. And originally I started doing all the tech stuff myself. You know, I did my, my website and, you know, just, just everything was all me doing it. And then now um, you know, I just came to the point of what do I really want to do and what, where is my genius? And my genius to me is interviewing and connecting with people and sharing that message. So for me to have jumped in and hired a team was a real big step forward for me. And I was so thrilled I did it because this is really a passion project for me. So um, 
you know, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this just to be of service to the world. And it's just been one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life. That's amazing. So how much time do you think you've saved having that team helping you process? I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't know what it takes. I mean, you know, all too well, I'm sure Evan, how long it takes to edit and, and put everything all together. So um, all I know is that I get to do the most fun part, which is connect with, with people who I love to talk with. And we have just such amazing, great conversations. And then I just send them the audio. I do a little, I, the, the other things I do do. So I do the interview. And then as soon as it's over, I do another audio interview or not, sorry, an audio uh, MP3 of me doing the signposts. And for people that don't know what that means, it's like, I'll come in and say, coming up next, Evan and I talk about what's Lisa's most favorite thing to do on her podcast or, you know, whatever. You just kind of put these little signposts and I'll do a little intro ahead of time. And then I always do another reading at the end for my listeners that was kind of about the podcast. So, so I put together that MP3 and then I forward all the information, the headshot, the, all the information that the the uh, interviewee had sent me ahead of time. So that's about as much as it takes yeah. me to do. But um, yeah, and then they just, so I don't even know probably half of what they do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what a joy to not have to know. So you've been able to save a lot of time. And I'm sure that that's been a big help with what you do and, you know, helping you to stay in your zone of genius while your team is able to stay in theirs. Why do, if there's something that A, you don't like to do and B, you don't know how to do, why would you take the time to try to do it yourself when you can pay someone else who's an expert to just do it for you? Because the quality is going to be better. Your enjoyment is going to be better. Everything is just going to be better. Absolutely. And I know for sure, and maybe going back to your first question about what was my biggest fear, is if I had to do it on my own, I know that I would not have created over uh, you know, 90 now podcasts because I would have run out of steam. You know, Whereas yeah. when you have a team, when you have somebody, like you said, in their zone of genius doing what they love to do and I'm doing what I love to do, it's just great synergy and it, it just helps propel the whole project forward. Yeah. So you said, uh, you talked a little bit about uh, um, being in uh, interviews and things of that nature. So, so uh, all the listeners know, is your podcast interview episodes, solo episodes, or a mix of both? It's a mix of both, primarily interviews. Uh, however, I do occasionally do just short little uh, messages from myself about certain things. Like, for example, I just did an Easter um, podcast about an experience that I had around Easter. So okay, I like to share that with, with my listeners. <laughs> yeah. How, um, what is your process when it comes to publishing episodes? Is it, do you do once a week? Is it like one interview a week? Um, and then occasionally you replace it with a solo episode or the solo episodes in addition to a standard weekly interview or what's your uh, process? The process is every Wednesday I release a podcast. So whether it's an interview or a, a standalone, we call it a bonus yeah. uh, episode, but we still stick to our uh, weekly message, you know, once, once a week podcast. And generally, it, I mean, it's ideally it would be 
in my opinion, I guess, to have three interviews a month and then one extra, one bonus. But um, that doesn't always happen. And I have so many people to interview that <laughs> I always feel like, um, like right now, I'm already interviewing. I've done so many interviews that we're already into mid-June, you know, for released for releases. Yeah. Which is so nice to be ahead of the game as well, okay. because then I'm not under pressure to get, get another interview um, in the in the can or whatever. I don't know what the terminology is. For yeah, that. I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, being ahead is always amazing. I mean, it enables you to be consistent and you don't have to be super stressed out about it, you know? That's right. And I would say for anyone listening, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, the biggest tip I would give is that is just give yourself, you know, at least a four week cushion of backlog or you know you know episodes to be releasing ahead of ahead of you ahead of schedule so that you're not under pressure to be like oh my god I got to get something and then you're scrambling because that's when it gets really it's it's not fun when you get to that point so over Christmas I took a little time off and then all of a sudden I got back and I was like oh my gosh and I you know so I was scrambling (laughs) yeah I know what you mean yeah as of this recording I haven't actually launched my podcast yet it should be launched in about a week or so but I have like 10 interviews recorded fantastic Um, and I'm going to launch with four and then have one a week after that and that way now I'm over a month uh, ahead of schedule you know that's it, wonderful it, and that's what we did too we did the we did like four i think it was about four as well when we launched because i think it's a really good idea to have more than just one episode so people can start getting into your rhythm and and exactly. seeing what other you know what other things you're going to share so that's exactly. great congratulations yeah. thank you thank you yeah that's um it's definitely taking some of the pressure off um for sure be so far ahead and knowing that you know, there's some leeway there in case I want to take some time between um, interviews, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, you know, scheduling wise or, or even yesterday, for example, I was in the middle of an interview and the audio just was not working. Unfortunately, he was in a place that didn't have good cell or uh, Wi-Fi service. Oh. So we had to reschedule. So if I was counting on that interview to go live, you know, this week or even next week, um, it would have put a lot more pressure, but fortunately that's not an issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the one, one of the negatives of having an interview based show is that it's really a lot depends on the guest and whether or not they can make the time, you know, um, because if it's just a solo episode, then you can sit down and record that all day long whenever you want. But if you have a guest, you have to schedule a time. And then hope they show up to the time. That's right. That's right. And also their audio equipment or, you know, I also do some video with my podcast. So it's always a little dicey about. Yeah, they could. Quality on their end. Exactly. Yeah, they could be unprepared. Um, They may not have the right equipment. And there's just a lot that's left up to chance or left up to the guest, really. That's Um, right. But there are a lot of benefits, too to having guests, I think. I agree. I really enjoy the interaction. I think that's probably my uh, favorite thing about the interviews and just what I learn. I mean, my topic again is, um, is uh, 
I mean, if, if it's okay, I'll share what my topic yeah, is. No, I talk, I, yeah. <laughs> my podcast is called Exploring Death. And so a lot of people are like freaked out by the whole death topic, but, but my shows are, they're so fun. And so we laugh so much and it's enlightening. And, and I talk to a lot of people that have had near death experiences. And so it's just, it's so exhilarating to me to be able to have that interview conversation and really go deep with them about their experience and, you know, how it's changed their life and everything. And then I also talk to mediums and I also talk to attorneys about getting your, your affairs in order and ER doctors who have had, you know, people come in and then had these supernatural experiences. So I just find it so fascinating and, and exciting. And, um, and the best thing I think about podcasting is that getting letters from my fans that uh, just say, oh my God, like, you know, you've just changed my life and I'm not afraid of death anymore. And thank you so much. And so it's really, that's, I think probably, it just keeps me going. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's um, audience engagement is something that always helps the process because yes. it solidifies that what you're doing is right. And people are enjoying it because usually a lot of people's fears when it comes to podcasting or putting themselves out there in any way is, will people care? Will people like right. it? So right. getting that audience engagement answers that question with, yes, people will like it. People do like it. So That's right. That's right. Well, and in this day and age too, I think with all the social media that we have, creating a podcast where you get to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction, if it's an interview type podcast. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so valuable. And then for people to be able to listen, I've got actually chills just talking about this because it's almost like you're listening, you know, you're in a living room with two people having this intimate conversation and you get to listen in and exactly. there's something really, uh, I don't know, just, it's so, it's like humanity. It's, it's humanity at its best to be able to kind of observe and listen to have a, you know, having a deep conversation with two other people. It's, it's really yeah. amazing in this day and age. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of like public speaking, but without the public being right there in front of you, you know, because right. you have, let's say you have, I don't know, let's say you have a thousand downloads on an episode, even a hundred downloads on an episode. That's, I mean, imagine yourself in a room with a hundred other people or a thousand other people, and you're having this intimate conversation with someone, you know, you're, you're, you're conversing with one other person and it's fun and you're enjoying it. And it's like, you're doing that on a stage in front of a hundred 500 people that's exactly right but it's really it's very yeah. powerful exactly and the podcast offers a space for that to happen while still making the the people on the podcast comfortable because it takes a lot to be comfortable enough to have such a casual conversation on a stage in front of a thousand people but when you're doing a podcast you know it doesn't feel like anyone else is listening besides us that's right. That's right. So. And especially, for example, in my genre where I'm talking about death and near-death experiences and things like that, it's a very intimate conversation. And like you said, most people, I think, would find it difficult to sit on a stage in front of, you know, 100, 500, 1,000 people and, and be able to be as authentic and open about their experience in that situation. So it's a really beautiful way, I think, to to have some of these deeper conversations and yet share it with the world to help other people. Because I think everyone's story counts and matters and can affect people in really positive ways. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's transition a little bit into what you use your podcast for. I know that you said it was more of a passion project as opposed to part of your business, because usually um, I talk to people whose podcasts work 
in conjunction with their businesses, right? As a marketing tool, something of that nature. Now I understand that that may be not necessarily the case for you, but I know you're using it to kind of build a platform and a movement and things like that. So talk a little bit about that. What was, what's your process there? Great, great question. And yes, so the Exploring Death podcast is really about my, my passion project of talking about death and really shining light on death so that people aren't so afraid of it. I, and it all comes from a personal experience. I lost my husband when I was 37. He was 44 and died from cancer. And I had an out-of-body supernatural experience and which really surprised me because I was a certified public accountant and just this was just not part of my reality or I didn't think it was until it happened to me and it's taken me 15 years to really um, kind of digest and understand and actually it was just last year that I was introduced to the International Association of Near-Death Studies where they actually study these phenomenons and um, I was able to tap into this whole group of people. And that's where I got the idea of like, wow, I want to interview all these people because I'm just so fascinated by it myself. So the passion project started, I was actually doing a different podcast called uh, Millionaire Medium because the night my husband died, not only did I uh, become a medium because he started talking to me from the other side, which again, like I said, being a CPA, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but I also became a millionaire that night because he had a multi, he had a million dollar life insurance policy, which I wasn't aware of. And so just my whole life changed in so many ways the night that he died. Um, so I've been, I've been, uh, I've written a book called Art of Living Happy after the loss of a loved one. And I've just delved into this whole experience. Um, but it hasn't been a money making generating thing. Like I said, it's really been yeah. a passion project. And, and I'm really wanting to, to, create this movement of death positivity, which is what this is, this is in conjunction with. And um, so yeah, it's a platform. It's, it's for me to move forward in this and get more speaking engagements and, and just talk about this and bring this, bring this whole subject up for society to really look at in a new way and to embrace rather than to run away. Because I think when you embrace death, it opens up your life in so many ways. And um, so Anyway, that's, it's more of, like I said, a pl it's like to increase the platform and, uh, and the movement, just yeah. talking conversation. Exactly. Cause I know, like I said, usually I talk with people whose podcasts are part of their business and are used as a money-making tool or a marketing tool, but sometimes people, if they have a dream of having a podcast, it might not fit into that mold, you know, they right. have something like, you know, like you said, maybe they're an accountant or something like that. And an account being an accountant doesn't have anything to do with death, really. Right. You know, right. I, I, I'm not an accountant, so I don't know, but I wouldn't think it does. Right. No, it doesn't. So, you know, maybe someone has a job they're in, or maybe they're an entrepreneur and they are in a certain uh, niche in a certain field, but maybe there's something that they love and are passionate about or something that they want more people to be aware of, like with you, and they are thinking of a podcast for that. It can be for that, you know, it doesn't have to be part of a business. It can be something different, you know, it can be part of a movement and a platform. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so fun is that really the entry point to get into doing podcasting is not very high. I yeah. mean, you know, I think between, you know, I, 
between YouTube videos and just Googling how to do a podcast, it's pretty simple and pretty straightforward. And, and it doesn't take, you know, a whole lot of, um, you know, skills and things like that to, to put one together. So yeah, if, if anyone has a passion or something, or they just love to talk or interview people or whatever, then I think it's such a great outlet to, to dive into that. And, um, because it doesn't have to be, like you said, to make money or to necessarily be a marketing tool. Exactly. And so something that's interesting though, so even though your podcast isn't making you any money and it's not part of a money-making, you know, platform or whatever, platform, right, scheme, you know. yeah. Mm -hmm. Scheme is kind of a bad word, but you know what yeah, I, I know, mean. it's a weird name. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not part of a funnel or it's not a tool to help with generating any income, yet you're still spending money, uh, I assume, right, on the editing yes. and, and a team. Yes. Do you think that even though your podcast isn't part of a money-making venture, uh, you think it's a good idea and totally worth it to invest? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I, and that's exactly, I love that you said that because that's what I feel like I'm investing in this movement. And at some point, I hope that there will be some sort of monetary, monetary you know, income it's but i don't know how i don't see how and that's okay for me right now financially i can afford to do this and and it's worth it to me to invest my time and money into this this um movement that i'm working on in this pa passion project for me so and we'll see i don't know i guess uh <laughs> i'll just keep going until i either have to um not do it anymore because financially i just can't afford it or maybe something will happen and and i'll be able to continue because funds will start coming in. Yeah, exactly. So, cause I know that a lot of things or a lot of people will say that, um, they can't outsource or they don't want to pay for outsourcing because their podcast is new or their podcast isn't making much money. But honestly, I definitely think it's worth it to start outsourcing as soon as you can, even if your podcast isn't the money making tool you want it to be quite yet. Right. Yeah. But once again, as we mentioned at the beginning, I think it's imperative that you focus on what your zone of genius is and what you love to do and let other people that are, you know, schooled and love what they, you know, my, like my team, they love doing the editing. They, I mean, it's their passion. It's their pleasure. It's their, it's, it's uh, what they really enjoy doing. And so it's just such a win-win for everybody when it works that way. And, and like I said, I, I know I wouldn't be able to have sustained doing this for nearly a year and a half now on my own. It would, I just would have run out of steam and wouldn't have been able to because doing the editing and, and all of those other things would have just bogged me down. So yeah. I highly recommend hiring out all, you know, everything that you don't want to do in your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, are you thinking about taking this movement and this platform that you're developing and turning it into a source of income or a business for you? Well, ideally that would be that, that would be fantastic. I am still not clear exactly how that would work, but I am certainly open to having that come to me and, um, and be, be something that, that, uh, that happens. Yeah. Because I know that, um, I know you're definitely in a good place for something like that because you have the podcast and you have an audience and people who know, like, and trust you, you know? So, and I know that the, I, I 
has the podcast been able to really influence that with your audience and, and getting them to be positively engaged and, and the whole no like, and trust. Um, you think your podcast has been a positive influence on that? Oh, I, I think very much so. I think, um, and for me as well, I, I'm just not as, I guess the business side of it just hasn't been something that, um, I've wanted to push per se. I, I don't know. It's just, I just love doing what I'm doing. And right now it's, it's all working, but I would love to, I would certainly love to create a business out of it. I, I just don't see how, how that's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with something like what you're talking about, because it's a passion project and it's something that right. you enjoy doing and you love doing it and you're spreading a positive message. And I feel like adding a business aspect to something like that would it kind of change the game? I kind of right. feel like, you know, right. Yeah. So. Well, and I think it needs to be something as well that I love doing, for example, like public speaking, I would love to do more public speaking and travel around and talk about this and, and get paid for doing that. Right. That seems like a very synergistic and, and uh, like, like that would go hand in hand with what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because I used to do readings, I used to do mediumship work and things like that, but I'm not, it, that's just not calling me so much right now. I, I don't think that's really my, my path. So, um, you know, and I, and I have opened it up to being more like a spiritual advisor to people, things like that. But, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of, of um, mediumship right now is, is a little on the back burner. Yeah. So I have another question. You're talking about public speaking. Do you think having a podcast has helped with any fears surrounding public speaking? Um, probably. I love public speaking, so it's hard for me to say. I know some people just think it's probably as bad as death is. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are some of the top fears for people is like, yeah. um, you know, public speaking, death, and snakes. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. So for me, um, public speaking is just, it's a joy for me and I, I really, I love it. But I would, I would think that people that are maybe more introverted or maybe a little more fearful of the stage, it, and podcasting is such a great way, as you had mentioned earlier, just being able to talk to somebody and um, not feel like there's a thousand people watching you at the same time is, is really nice. So. Yeah, it's a great exactly. way to increase your, just your verbal ability and talking with people and communication skills. It's, it helps with so much. Exactly. Yeah, no, I definitely have noticed since I started my podcast or since I started recording episodes anyway, um, it's helped with communication in this kind of environment, right? As opposed to just personal communication with just like a friend or something. Cause it is a different, it is different, you know? Um, and it helps. I haven't done much public speaking, but I'm sure that uh, podcasting would help because I'm definitely on the more introverted side. Um, right. And right. I have been for as long as I can remember. And I know a lot of people are as well. Um, they may be afraid. Well, my voice sounds bad. I don't like how my voice sounds in recordings or I don't have anything to say. So I, you know, I shouldn't go. No one will want to listen to me, but podcasting really helps with all of those kinds of fears. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the real gems of podcasting is that if you're just you, you're, I mean, the more that you can be you, you're going to attract people that, you know, know, trust and like you, right? I mean, that's just kind of, it's like the law of attraction. And, and so the more you can put yourself out in in true authenticity, then, then that's what you're going to attract. So I think it's a great way. Yeah. 
And it's, I know that podcasting also helps build those relationships. Um, I know that I've been able to develop relationships with a lot of different people, you know, including you now that we've been on a podcast. That's right. I, 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 what I really love too, is that you find out so much about people. I mean, you, you know, you and I started out as strangers and now we know a lot more about each other and it just, it creates that connection, which is, that's what the whole, that's why we're here, right? Is on this earth is to have connect, connections and, and um, communication with other human beings. So it's, uh, it's a great way to do that for sure. Exactly. So, you know, as the podcast kind of winds down, um, I like to ask people the same question and that would be, um, what your number one tip would be for any listeners out there who are afraid of turning on the mic or unsure about whether or not a podcast would be right for them or their business or their passion, um, what would be your number one tip for them? Well, I guess it would be just do it. Uh, <laughs> and I think in the long run, as I mentioned earlier, the best tip is to just get ahead of the game, you know, put several interviews or episodes together and always be at least, you know, four to six weeks in front of you so that you're not under the pressure of having to produce and, and scramble, especially if you're doing it on your own, because you'll need time to edit and, and uh, put all the different pieces together. But, um, but yeah, ultimately, I would just say, if you have any desire to do podcasting, if it keeps coming up for you, and it's something that, um, you know, is calling you, then don't wait, start as soon as possible because it, there is so much joy and and it's so much fun to do and and it's really um it's it's been life-changing for me i absolutely love it exactly that's amazing yeah just just jump in and just do it i mean that's really that's really all that you need to start a podcast is the that's right to have a podcast you know, that's right expensive equipment you don't need to be a professional audio engineer you know just record some episodes and then there you go. There's your podcast. That's right. Oh. That's right. <laughs> if people are interested in your movement and in what you have to say and they're interested in all of that, um, how can they get in touch with you and learn more about you? Oh, thanks for asking, Evan. Yeah, well, check out my podcast, which is Exploring Death, and go to iTunes and subscribe. It's also on all the other platforms. So any platform you listen to podcasts on, you will find me. And again, it's called Exploring Death with Lisa Jones. And you can also go to my website, millionairemedium.com. You can sign up there for, I do a weekly email, just basically telling you what my next podcast is about. And, um, and then just keeping up to date with whatever else I'm up to. So, and, and then my book is Art of Living Happy After the Loss of a Loved One, and that's on Amazon. That's awesome. Yeah, I will definitely include all of that in the show notes. And um, so then all the listeners can find their way back to you and, and what you do. So thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing so much value. I know that um, all of my listeners and me included uh, learned a lot. So thank you. Thank you, Evan, so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success. Make sure to head over to ipodcastedit.com to check out the show notes and get each episode of the show delivered right to your inbox. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever audio service you use. If you want to continue the conversation or you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on a future episode of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for tuning in. And I'll see you on the next episode as we continue down the path to podcast success.